Yo, what's up? It's Diego V. Welcome to the first episode of my podcast. How y'all doing? We're doing pretty good right now. But, um, you know, I don't think everyone else is. There's just a lot of things going on right now. You know, considering the fact this year sucks so far. Like, it's, like, one of the worst years of this millennium right now. And, uh, yeah, I just think it's, like, terrible that we all have to deal with this. You know, everyone's losing their jobs because of this, uh, this whole virus. Everyone has to stay inside. And they have to do, like, like work from home. Or they could just relax at home and get checks from the government, you know? It's just like, damn. I didn't really think that this senior year would be like this, you know? Staying home doing online learning, which is probably the worst for me. I didn't want to stay home doing online learning, you know? It kind of ruined it for me. You know, I expected to be in the last day of school in June. Um, at my school, and I was just at home, you know. It just sucks. It really sucks, not just for me, but for everyone I know who's graduating this year. And, um, yeah, it's just, like, this whole virus was just, like, terrible. Terrible for everyone. Every single person got affected by it, you know. And people are dying from it too. People have to go to hospitals. And doctors and nurses have to take care of those people. Risking their lives too. And their health. By doing their job. It just. um, It's just terrible. You know. But. Uh, we're still living through it you know. I hope this thing. Goes. Out of here soon. And everyone could return doing what they love to do and to provide for people they love, people they support, their friends, family, you know? Yeah, it's just like, I did not expect this to be the worst year I've ever experienced. And and the point of uh, what's going on in the world right now, especially, it just made it worse. Considering the fact that uh, racism is still a thing, and um, there's still un- injustice in this country because, you know, this has been going on for hundreds of years, ever since, like, there were slaves involved, you know? And, um, yeah, p- they weren't treated the same. Uh, minorities weren't treated the same. And, uh, it's still a big part of how they're treated in the U.S. today. Yes, I know the Civil Rights Act was signed, but it's still, still there's discrimination in the U.S. and some other countries too, who based you on where you're from and uh, and how you are as a your heritage, you know, or your religion. It just um 
terrible to uh, to be dealing with that. And, uh, you know, it's like everyone who's a minority and um, in the United States right now is feeling through the pain and the deaths of minorities caused by law enforcement. I still believe um, there should be a change in this country. It's not over yet, you know. It's far from over. And if we have to keep dealing with this, like every single minority has to keep dealing with this, then, uh, you know, it's not really a country full of liberty if that's the case because we just need to, we need to be united. It's called the United States. It's not, it's not something that we should be ignoring. We like Black Lives Matter. They're justified because they still don't matter to like people who work in law enforcement or the government who don't care. Like some people in the government don't care. You know, like they just treat them like, oh, you know what? We don't care about them. We don't care about them. It, they're not our problem. You know, that's what they're they're basically saying. And um, yeah, yeah. It's just all these protests are trying to make a statement, okay, like, sure, writing is, like, a bad thing to do, but, you know, it's not as bad as how the police treated minorities for these, for decades, for centuries even, you know, it's just awful to deal with when, uh, some people are being arrested for little petty crimes or being shot for apparently no reason, you know, I just hate the fact that it keeps going and going and it's still going today, you know? It's not over. People don't learn from mistakes. People don't learn from past mistakes. You know, it's it's pretty awful that we have to deal with this every single day. And uh I come from a Hispanic background. I'm my uh my family comes from Cuba, you know. I'm not really a Spanish speaker, but you know, I know it's important. My heritage is important, you know. And uh, my dad's a heritage too. He's from Cuba. So, uh, yeah, you know, I just hope that everything could change when it comes to how people treat minorities and how uh, the government helps by stepping in and keeping them safe from everyone, including law enforcement, who... It's not like all law enforcement officers are doing this, okay? It's some. It's some of them, you know? Because there's some bad apples, but we still got to acknowledge there's bad apples at all. We can't just say, oh, you know, not all cops are bad. No, we got to acknowledge, all, like, some cops are bad, okay? We got to talk about cops being bad before we could say not all cops are bad, you know? And we got to mention, uh, we got to mention how, uh, like, these laws protecting minorities don't really protect them because there's still police officers being hired who are, like, um, affiliated with, like, the KKK or white supremacist groups, you know? It just sucks that we have to be dealing with this every single year. And this year, it just, it's just proved. It's it's chaotic world. It's a chaotic world out there. So, uh, I hope everything could change soon. And I hope everyone could uh, understand that uh, it's not that not a simple world right now. It's terrible, very terrible world.
and uh especially for people who had this year panned out like thinking about what they're gonna do when it comes to work when it comes to their future when it comes to a graduation even but it's just not not perfect you know it's not all gonna pan out for everyone and i hope uh everything changes soon so yeah try to expose some celebrity creeps you know there's three of them they've been talked about a lot all right these are three celebrities they're not like no names they're celebrities you know they're known all right i'm gonna talk about a comedian right now his name is chris d'elia you know him from some shows from nbc that you probably didn't watch but yeah he's a stand-up comedian he has a very popular podcast but you know things are catching up to him right now because uh he's been accused of asking news from underage women under the age of consent you know there's a lot of people tweeting and sharing their experiences with this guy who uh who's a comedian by the way yeah yeah pretty bad stuff for him but you know what's the worst part you ever watched uh, Netflix's You? Yeah, he actually played himself. Basically, it, it's a the comedian's name is Henderson from You. That's that's the name of the character Henderson. He's actually the character's actually a pedophile. That's right, a pedophile. He came out before any of this accusations came out, and it just damn. He knew. He was playing himself for real. Alright. He had the same mannerisms. As a. As the guy from the show you. Right. And. We obviously know he's only in three episodes. He dies. At the end. And uh. Yeah. Yeah. Makes it even worse. Makes it even more creepy. Because he played. A guy. A comedian. Who's a. Who's a creep, who's a pedophile, you know? And the fact that this is coming to haunt him back, bite him in the ass, you know? It proves, like, um, you better be careful who you hire, you know? It's just that, uh, yeah, people did, it was just a surprise, you know? And I see some people defending him, you know? Saying he didn't do him. Like, innocent to prove guilty, but if you see there's multiple victims who have text messages, you gotta believe that, um, that he actually did this stuff. Like, he actually talked to underage girls. He most likely did some physical harm to them, too. You know? It's just, it's just pretty bad. And now, he's gonna be a laughingstock. And he has a lot of followers on Twitter, too. Let me see. Because a few days ago, he had a 1.2 million. Let me see how much he has now. He has 1.1 million. So he lost thousands of followers 
based on these accusations, you know, these accusations of talking to underage girls, you know, saying nudes and sexually assaulting them basically because they're not, they're too young, you know, they're not age of consent and uh, it sucks, really sucks because he, he was, he had a lot of fans, you know, I never, I, I never was a fan of him, but you know, it really sucks for people who actually enjoy his comedy, enjoy his uh, his projects, you know, and believed like he was this guy who was just funny, edgy. He's done a drug and experience too, but you know, yeah, your favorite comedians are creeps too, and you just don't see it, you know. It's just awful, awful situation for everyone involved, and I hope these victims um. Like, if you feel relieved without having some assholes texting them, oh, you're lying. Christy Ellie will never do that stuff, you know? He'll never do it. He's a, he's a innocent guy. Oh, he didn't look innocent to me, you know? He wasn't innocent to me. Like, if there's multiple people accusing him, showing text messages, of course he actually did it. Like, like you can't just be like, oh, you know what? You know what? Yeah, they actually lied. Yeah, they just made up these text messages, you know? They just edited it on a, on a software. And you know damn well that um that these are actual victims. And why would they lie? Why would they lie about that? I know there's cases where people lie about it, but there's actual proof. It's just not, it's just not like smart of people to say innocent to prove you guilty to this guy. Okay, to this guy. This guy has a lot of evidence against him right now. He could be charged soon, but he's a comedian. He's, he has a lot of money, so we don't know. We don't know. We just don't know if he's going to actually get jail time like Harvey Weinstein is right now. So, yeah. But you do Do you know who's getting jail time right now? Danny Masterson from that 70 show. Yep. He is charged with three counts of rape from 2001 to 2003. And if he's actually charged with uh, crimes officially, he could spend up to 45 years in prison, which is a long, long time for him, you know? And, uh, look, okay, I understand that, uh, that he has a lot of money, but there's a lot of evidence if he's being put through trial, you know? It's being put through trial. There's actual, like, evidence and there's witnesses to his horrible crimes. He's from that 70s show. So what? Okay? That show is good and all, but his character is cool and all, but it's the person. You you just differentiate the person and the actor. And you're like, oh, okay, I see now that um, I shouldn't defend him. If you're a fan of that 70s show, right? You're gonna be like, damn, I don't believe he would do that. But he, I believe he did it. And I watched that 70 so before. And I never thought, hey, you know what? These girls are making up, you know? They're definitely making up, you know? You gotta be like, damn. Well, let's wait to see in trial, you know? If he actually does spend any prison time, which he could for 45 years. He's 44 right now. So he'll get out when he's 90, 
and he'll be so old, bro. So old. But, hey, we never know until the trial date, which is September 18th. I got it from USA Today, by the way. That's where I got the article from. His bond is $3.3 million, which he probably posted, right? No, I, I don't believe so. Not yet. Not yet. Um, And, uh, yeah, basically... He's um, screwed if he gets charged with those crimes. And uh, I hope uh, we get more from this, you know? We get more updates, more news about it. Like, so there could be justice, you know? All right, let's talk about this guy. This guy, baby driver. I can't believe he actually did this. Like, there's a girl who accused him of sexual assault. According to the New Indian Express, a young woman named Gabby shared on Twitter that uh, the 26-year-old Ansel Elgort um, texted her before her 17th birthday, right? And it was on Snapchat where she has all the texts, all the pictures. Um, you know, she told her story on Twitter. Our username is at it's Gabby. If you wanna see the story, you wanna you wanna read everything. But uh, yeah, she was she was really upset, you know, because this guy was a famous actor, and she was probably a fan of him, you know. She I believe she was a fan of him, but uh, like it was days before his seventeenth birthday, and uh, you know, they were talking. And then when she turned 17, she claimed that uh, he sexually assaulted her. Look, okay, there's there's a lot of text messages, right? We don't know yet if he actually did it, but, you know, he, he, he had a lot of texting and conversations with her where I'm like, yeah, maybe he did do it, maybe he did not, but, you know. I'm not a fan of people who talk to underage girls when they're 26 years old. They're celebrity. They could get people of legal age, you know. It's just uh, terrible that uh, he had to do this. Allegedly, by the way. But it's still it's still um, something we got to look into. There should be more updates soon about Mr. Baby Driver. And you know what's fucked up? Kevin Spacey was in the same movie. So there's two people. Two people accused of the same crime. And that movie's really good, by the way. The guy, Enzo, he did a good job playing Baby Driver. It's not like I'm gonna be like, oh, you know, he did awful. No, he did pretty good. But, uh, yeah. Now, Baby Driver is even worse for me to watch. And, uh, I hope we get more news, more updates on Gabby. And uh, what happened? So, yeah, we should be looking into it on social media, you know? Okay. Let's lighten things up a little by talking about the return of the National Basketball Association, the NBA, in July 30th. It was originally July 31st, but they pushed it back a day. So, uh, yeah, that's very cool to hear. Very cool. 
You get to see our favorite teams again compete in the regular season in a, in a little tournament. There's some teams trying to fight for a playoff spot, like the the West. There's 13 teams in the West, nine teams in the East that were chosen to go to Orlando in Disney. Yeah, it's pretty cool to play basketball there. But uh, you know, it's it's amazing news to hear, considering we haven't had sports in a long, long time, ever since COVID nineteen broke out. And and there's more safety precautions now. They're planning everything. The commissioner Adam Silver is doing a great job in handling this this move to Disney by uh, by making a lot of safety precautions when it comes to people staying in hotels. People being with their families, not leaving to any rights, not writing any rights. Two, they have to stay at the resort at all times before they play again. There'll be um, a lot of things going on in July 30th through, uh, through the fall. You know, the NBA is back. It's going to be back in like a month. But still going to be back, you know. You got to be thankful for that. You can't be like, oh, I have to wait a whole another month. No, it's still going to come back. Just wait. Um, But uh, it's also cool to see some teams close to the playoffs having a chance to actually be in the playoffs. Like uh, the Sacramento Kings, the New Orleans Pelicans, the Portland Trailblazers. I have a problem with them. I'll talk about it right now. But um. The San Antonio Spurs, which I believe didn't have a chance because they lost one of their best players, LaMarcus Aldridge, and the Suns, they lost Kevin Uber. So, yeah, those two teams, I don't believe they have a chance. But the Grizzlies, the Pelicans, the Kings, and Trailblazers are battling out for the 8th seed. So, that should be fun to watch. And the uh, East, there's only two two teams really battling out for the 8th seed, the Magic and the Wizards. And I don't know if John Wall is able to come back, but if he is, I think the Wizards could have a chance. But I don't know if he's going to come back, you know. The Magic lost one of their best players, by the way, Jonathan Isaac. He's an important piece to them, okay. The Magic really lost their best defender and one of their best players on the team due to injury. And it could affect how they play, um, how they play in the tournament. But, you know. I don't think uh, I don't think um, they have to worry that much. The Wizards have the worst defense in the league, but the Magic don't have the best offense in the league. They have really good defense, but offense, you know, that's the Wizards thing, not the Magic's thing. So it's like offense versus defense. We'll see who prevails at the end of it. But uh, yeah, let's talk about the West though. The West has like five teams battling out for the eighth seed. Um, you know. I'm only saying four because those two teams, like the Suns and Spurs, like I mentioned, don't have a chance with their best players being injured. But, you know, we never know. It's the NBA. Anything can happen. Like, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see when uh, when it comes back to like 31st. But I think I think the, the Kings, Pelicans, Grizzlies, and Trailblazers, they should be trying trying really hard, you know, to battle for an eight seed. A chance to go to playoffs. And if one of those teams to go to playoffs it's a huge achievement for them because the Grizzlies trapped John Morant and I did not expect him to do really good. 
Because the Grizzlies, they're a young team. They don't have the perfect team, but they're surprised. They're surprising this year, you know? I'm surprised about them. They're a very good young team. They're a fun team to watch when you're you're wondering um about NBA basketball coming back and you're excited to see that team again. Also the Pelicans and Kings too. Those two teams are are good. They're not terrible. They're not perfect either, but injuries affected those two teams. So they'll have a chance if those guys could be healthy on their respective teams. Like if Zion's healthy and the Pelicans um, the tournament and the Kings if De'Aaron Fox or Marvin Bagley could stay healthy too. If if all these guys could stay healthy, it's gonna be really competitive. And uh, you know, the Grizzlies have competition against them to battle for the eight seed. So uh, we'll just wait and see until until July thirty first to make the playoffs. But let's talk about the contenders, okay? Let's talk about like the three main contenders I believe could win. Let's talk about the Bucks first. They have their best record in the league thanks to Giannis Antetokounmpo and Chris Middleton, by the way, too. It's not like it's the only Giannis, but it's Giannis, mainly Giannis, doing all the heavy lifting with the offense and defense of the Bucks. you know? They're the best team in the NBA. You could be like, oh, you know, the East is weak, but it's still really impressive they're able to win 60, 50, 60 games in the season. And you got to be like, applaud them for that, you know? You got to applaud for them. You gotta be like surprised of uh, how they're doing this season because Giannis won MVP last year. He could win MVP again this year, but some people might disagree with me saying LeBron could win. But it could be either way. It could be LeBron, Giannis. You know, it could be one of those guys who could win MVP. Um, I don't know if the Celtics are considered contenders too because they're they're not like one of the teams being talked about, but they still have a really good roster. You know, Kemba Walker, Jason Tatum. Jalen Brown, uh, Gordon Hayward's doing pretty good too. Daniel Tice is a good center for them. But uh, yeah, uh, you really consider him a contender? Let me know. Like, let me know if you guys consider the Celtics a contender. I don't know yet, but let's see how they do. Um, let's talk about the two LA teams though. Let's talk about the Clippers. The Clippers had the best free agency last season, thanks to uh, getting Kawhi and trading for Paul George. For a lot of draft picks. And for a really good young star in Shea Gilgis Alexander. As well as Daniel Gallinari. Um, you know. They have a really good team though. Like they really rebuilt this team quickly. You know. They have two six men of the year um, candidates. Lou Will. Montreal. They have really two really good players. In Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. And they have a good depth. They have Marcus Morris. They have a. Uh, they have Reggie Jackson, they have Pat Beverly, etc., etc. So, yeah, they have a pretty good roster. And they have Doc Rivers, don't forget about that. But, uh, yeah, yeah, the Clippers are definitely contenders. They're not perfect. I've heard there are some arguments from Montrezl Harrell, but that's just a little argument. But their only problems, I could see, are having a really, really good big man. They don't have, like, a really tall, good big man. To defend against Anthony Davis. Ibaka Zubac is not really going to be the guy. Stopping Anthony Davis. Or, or JaVel McGee. You know. From uh, making points. And playing defense. And Montreal's too small to play center. But he's like a small ball center. 
but he has no jump shot basically he's just really good off the bench really good bench player amazing six man deer candidate and uh yeah let's now talk about the LA Lakers finally they're about to make the playoffs for the first time since 2013 that's really good news for them you know and uh LeBron AD they did really damn good this year really good this year like they just traded um really good pieces for Anthony Davis they traded away three good players in Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, and Josh Hart. But it was worth it because both sides won. And the Lakers won because they were able to get bench pieces to fit around AD and LeBron. And, uh, you know, it's just cool to see how the Lakers are doing this this year. It, I'm very impressed. I'm very impressed how they're doing as a team. They're coaching, too. And uh, how they were able to get all these players, like, like, it's not only LeBron and AD doing good. It's Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee, Avery Bradley, Danny Green, Caruso even. Um, you know, it's just impressive. Impressive to see how this whole roster turned around since last year. And now they're contenders. They have a, a shot. They have a huge shot of winning the championship. Either the Bucks, Lakers, or Clippers going. Celtics are more of like a... They're kind of contenders. But they're also like a dark horse because no one talks about like um, like them as the same breath as the Bucks, Lakers, or Clippers. But, you know, and also there's some dark horse contenders, you know, the Nuggets. The Nuggets are still very good. People don't really call them contenders because they're still a young team, but they still have pieces. They still have Nicole Jokic. They still have Jamal Murray. They still have Paul Millsap, who's underrated in my opinion. People don't say um, he's very important for the team because of his defense. Jeremy Grant, who's also underrated, underrated in my opinion. He's helping the team out. And uh, Michael Porter Jr., he's not getting as many minutes as he should, but he's very good, very good for them. Will Barton is also very good. He's really good for them, actually, you know? Um, who else? They also have uh, Gary Harris. He's playing more defense than offense, by the way. But that he's he's trying to restrain from ruining the team by taking up shots, you know, that Jokic, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr. should take. Even Will Barton. Um, you know. The Nuggets are very good. Um, uh, you know, they have a and guess what? Nikola Jokic lost a lot of weight. So we don't know how he's gonna be, but you gotta be scary, you gotta be concerned if you're facing the Nuggets right now because you will be like, oh shit, no, Jokic is actually, like, lost weight now. He's going to be more faster, you know. He's going to plan the perimeter to defend even because of that weight loss. He's not going to be as slow as the beginning of the season because he lost a good amount of weight. But, yeah, it's very good for the Nuggets right now. They have a good situation right now, you know. They have um, a really good roster, very impressive roster right now. You know, yeah, I gotta say, they're dark horse contenders too. Also, the Heat and the Heat have a, a, a good roster. They have a very good roster right now. Hopefully, they get Giannis this next off season, but we don't know yet. They finally, finally, we got to see what Bam was going to be like this season, and he's an all star, an all star. 
And we got Jimmy Butler too, by the way. It's very good. Very good for the Heat to have um, also these young players like Tyler Hero, Kendrick Nunn, Duncan Robinson. You know, Kendrick Nunn was undrafted. He's 24 years old, by the way, but he's still a rookie. He's a rookie at 24 because he played his first few years in college. Um, you know, he played all four years. But there's also Tyler Hero, a very good three-point shooter. But injuries have not let us see the full full um, talent of Tyler Hero this season. It sucks that uh, he was injured, but he was still very pretty good for the Heat. You know, very good for the Heat. Three-point shooting is his thing. You know, he definitely is like them Booker. You know, he doesn't play defense, but um, he could work on that. Duncan Robinson, though, he's lights out. He's shooting lights out this season. One of the best three-point shooters this season. And, yeah, he's very impressive to me, you know, very impressive. He was able to shoot over 40% from three and uh, score a good amount for the for the Heat when Jimmy Butler or Bam are, like, tired out from scoring, you know. He's a very good role player, amazing role player right now for the Heat. There's also some young guys. Like, uh, there's also some extra pieces that the Heat got in the trade. Um, for Justice Winslow, Andre Godala, Jay Crowder. They're, they're both solid contributors for the team. But, um, you know, it sucks that we lost Winslow. You know, but, uh, yeah. He was getting injured a lot, and we had to move on, too, because... I was uncertain if Winslow was going to help right away because of those injuries. But, uh, you know, yeah, I got to say the Heat are also dark horse contenders because they're not perfect, though. They lost to the Knicks and Hornets in the season. But, hey, you know what? They're still growing. They're still one of the best teams in the East. And we also got to talk about the Pacers. If Oladipo is healthy, the Pacers are... Dark Horse. They're not contenders yet because we haven't seen what all the people is like with Malcolm Brogdon, um, TJ Warren, Sabonis as an all-star, Moss Turner, you know, all those guys. But when old, if all the people gets healthy, 100%, then the, then the Pacers are most likely gonna have a good playoff run. If they're not against a good team like the Nuggets in that uh, 16 team tournament then uh they're good to get past the first round but they don't have a chance to win uh, yet they don't have a chance to win yet because we they're still not missing really well you know Miles Turner is not having that push that leap into uh, an offensive player he's still shooting eh it's, it's good shooting but it's not Impressive, like really impressive, you know. He's still he's still very much one of my favorite players, but he didn't leap into to a very good uh, season yet. Sabonis did, but he's not a shooter. But if they were one player, Sabonis and Turner, they could be a really amazing center if they were both like one player. But we don't know yet. We don't know. We don't know how it's going to end up for the Pacers yet. So, uh, yeah. And let's talk about the uh, teams rising up. Let's talk about the Mavericks. Luka, 
made them have the best offense of all time. You know how impressive that is in his second season? He's able to make them have the best offense of all time in the NBA. You know? It's very much impressive that we got it. Like, see this amount of talent and amount of uh, MVP-like play from Luka Doncic. And Kristaps is not was not perfect, but he was he he improved in rebounding a lot. Went from averaging seven rebounds per game to nine rebounds, but his scoring dipped a little. But you know, he's playing his role right now, helping out with the Mavericks offense. He's still shooting a uh, good, he's still shooting good. But uh, yeah, yeah, the Mavericks also have really good depth too. I mean, they're not perfect because their defense isn't perfect either. The best defense player is, what, Kristaps? I, I believe Kristaps is the best defender or Dorian Finney-Smith. Could be one of those guys. But, um, yeah, yeah. I gotta say, the Mavericks look pretty good out there. But a team I did not expect to play really good, the OKC Thunder. Yeah, ever since that Russell Westbrook trade and Paul George trade, I thought they were going to try to tank for the lottery. But surprisingly, they weren't. They were actually competing, you know, and that's really good for the Thunder, and that's really good for Shea Gilgis Alexander, who they got from the Paul George trade, because um, you know, it just hey, it, it's really good to hear that the Thunder are competitive and they're trying to win games. But the thing is, they're not going to win the championship right now, and they're stuck with Chris Paul's max contract still, even though Chris Paul isn't was an All Star this year. Yeah, he, he played really good this year. Really good, but um, yeah, yeah, the Thunder. I gotta say, I was it's a bit of a surprise to see them doing this good. All right, let's talk about the Jazz. The Jazz feel bad for Jazz fans. Bojan Bogdanovich is injured. Joe Ingles most likely doesn't want to play back in the NBA if it means his children being risk of COVID nineteen. Rudy Gobert, Don Mitchell, both got affected. With Corona, they're the first two players to be widely recognized being affected with Corona. But, yeah. Um, it's not perfect right now for the Jazz. But, especially when they lost one of their best scorers in Bojan Bogdanovic. But, you know, yeah. I hope uh, the Jazz can fix things soon before they lose again in the first round. Okay, so, uh, yeah. That's... um. Is there any other teams I should talk about? No, no, I don't think I should talk about any teams, but let's talk about the losers who didn't make make it to the Orlando trip. Okay, let's talk about the Hawks. The Hawks are god-awful. Even though Trey Young's playing lights out this year, he still is one of the worst teams of the NBA. And it didn't help when John Collins was suspended for... For month, for like a month or two, for drugs, you know. It really did not help out. Um, did not help out in the situation for the Hawks. They have the worst record in the Knicks, who, by the way, are really wasting RJ Barrett. Like he, he's doing not as good as I expected. He's not doing god awful, you know. It's not one of the worst rookie campaigns I've seen, but um, yeah, yeah. I gotta say the Knicks. Better not screw up again. They don't want to ruin another person with huge potential. You know, they don't want a Chris Stapps 2.0 with RJ Barrett. 
they gotta be careful, you know. All right, and uh, the Cavaliers, back to being the Cavaliers, the good old Cavaliers we all knew and love when LeBron left. Um, they got Andre Drummond for some reason. Yeah, that's pretty cool to get a guy making twenty six million for rebounding, basically. Not really known for defense. Offense is not his thing. Either. Like his thing, he's known for. Sure, he's he's very valuable for a team, but not this team. He's valuable for like a playoff team that needs a center that could rebound and play some defense. He's not a bad defender, but he's not really perfect. But you know, he played for the Pistons, who, by the way, are stuck because they made a bad trade for Blake Griffin. They lost a lot of pieces. They made the Clippers able to um, get Kawhi in the first place because of those uh, those trade assets and clearing cap space for, for themselves. So yeah, the Pistons fucked up, and now they're back to square one. They traded away Andre Drummond. They're stuck with Blake Griffin for the rest of his contract, and Luke Kennard is uh, stuck there. I feel bad for him, but Christian Wood, I gotta say Christian Wood is the only bright spot in Detroit. And I'm like, oh, you know what? Okay, this guy could help Detroit, but they need a, a really good player to help them out. So they better be lucky in the draft dots, or they're gonna be stuck in limbo again. Okay, like that's all. That's all I gotta say about them. And let's talk about the West teams, the Timberwolves. Damn, feel bad for the Timberwolves. But at least they got D'Lo. I gotta say. But you know what's wrong with them right now? They need defense, right? All right. They have a huge contract for both Carlton Towns and DeAndre Russell and James Johnson too. Thanks for that. Um, but you know what? I think they could fix that. I think they were able to fix all of that and be able to, um, you know, get defenders to help them out. Like, they're terrible drafting, okay? I got to say. Like, they got a good pick this year, but if they... Mess up again with like Jared Colbert last year, who has a lot of room to grow. By the way, they're screwed. They gotta be in the playoff hunt. You can't let Cat get frustrated by losing a million games per season. You know, it's good that you got rid of Andrew Wiggins, but you know, it's not good that uh, you still have no help defensively at all. Josh Kogi's the only good defender, basically. Maybe James Johnson, but he's not going to really help a team that much with his defense, you know. Um, And let's talk about the Warriors. The Warriors. Uh, yes, the Warriors. They made the finals last year, but they're the worst team this year. But uh, that's because their best players were injured, right? And they were able to trade away D'Lo right after they signed him for some reason, you know, for Andrew Wiggins. And they got the Timberwolves' first-round pick for next season. So, they're, I don't know if if it's like a good thing. They could trade Andrew Wiggins if he doesn't live up to being a good player for them this next season, you know. If he's not like going to play like a Harrison Barnes type of role where he plays defense and helps out on shooting, he's going to get traded. And by the way, no, they're not getting honest. I'm sorry to tell you if you're a Warriors fan. But they're going to be contenders next year because Curry and... Clay are going to come back and help them win more games. Because, you know, Draymond sure as hell wasn't going to do shit for the Warriors this season. Like, look at his numbers. 
as one of the main options on the team. Like, come on. You actually believe Draymond Green was going to do something? Like, come on. It's Draymond Green. He's not known for offense. He's known for defense, though. And I got to say, I got to talk about one more team. Two more teams, sorry. Two more teams. The Hornets and the Bulls, right? Yeah, those are the other two teams not making it to Orlando. The Bulls, only problems are they have a shit coach, one of the worst in the league. And they have a, they had to fix their front office, but they got a new GM at least. They're getting a new GM, you know. They're fixing the front office. I think they're going to fix uh, the coaching staff. I feel bad for any Bulls fans who have to deal with this every single season. But, you know, you you have a good talent. You have Lauren Marketing, You have Zach Levine. You have Otto Porter Jr. You have um, Kobe White. You have um, Wendell Carter. You know, you could you can make this a good team. You just need the right pieces, the right coaches, you know, to make it a good team, a playoff team. And the Hornets. The Hornets surprised me. Like, they're not the worst team this season, but they're not a good team still. Like, what? Um. You know, I thought they were going to be the worst team in the NBA, but they aren't, you know. They have two really pretty good guards, you know. They have Devontae Graham, who broke out this season, and they have Terry Rozier, who's doing pretty good this season. You know, he's doing pretty well. He's uh, It's not perfect because you still have an overpaid Nicholas Batum in the front office. I think they're making more mistakes still, but uh, yeah, yeah. I'm surprised they're not the worst team of the in the season, you know. So uh, yeah, basketball's gonna come back July thirty first, and the draft I just saw it's gonna come back. It's gonna be in October. And uh, for who I have winning the championship, it could be the Lakers or the Bucks because the Clippers don't have like a perfect chemistry this season. But that's just me, you know. The Bucks have great chemistry, and the Lakers have great chemistry. So those are the two teams. I, I could see winning the championship. And uh, yeah. Yeah. It's very good for the NBA to come back. But there's also problems though. Ever since uh, what's transpired. With uh, the killing of George Floyd though. There's some players who don't want to play. Like Kyrie Irving. Dwight Howard. Avery Bradley. You know. They just want to focus on trying to fix things in the world right now. But there's some other players being like. Hey you know what. We could fix things by playing basketball, the sport we love, you know. That's what they're trying to save, you know, to everyone. So they could be like, yeah, you know, we're trying to make this a good for everyone by playing NBA basketball and um, trying to unite people by watching NBA basketball. But, yeah, you know, I hope everything's good. And I hope uh, like these players are able to work things out without trying to cause any major concerns when it comes to that you know okay time to answer some questions i got from twitter i got three questions only i'm like oh okay i'm gonna see i'm gonna read the questions right now hold up let me, let me scroll down all right from keenan what movie are you looking forward to the most for the rest of the year well keenan i'm gonna answer right now it's gonna be uh picture soul Pixar Soul, I'm really interested in that movie because uh, of the the plot. I really like the voice actors in the movie. Jamie Foxx, Tina Fey, you know, etc., etc. 
Um, that's the movie I'm interested in the most to see. And uh, yeah, I think that's the most exciting uh, for a movie I'm going to be for the CU. When I go back to movie theaters, you know, when I go back to movies and see what films are coming out later in the fall. Uh, next question from Jesus. Who's your favorite Kings player? It's got to be De'Aaron Fox, you know, you know, it's, uh, he's very good at finishing. And, uh, I really like his game when it comes to playmaking and when it comes to how he plays defense. It's, he's not perfect at defense, but he's still a pretty good defender for a point guard. I'm very impressed with him and I hope he has a very good career ahead of him, you know. If he doesn't good, do good in Sacramento, they're going to lose him. I'm telling you right now. He's going to go to a different team that needs him to win. But Sacramento needs to let him know that he's important for them. You know? And then, uh, Christian. Are you sexually attracted to a male gender? No. No, I'm not, sir. Um, I'm as uh, attracted to females as I could be, you know? All right. I don't know why you asked that question. That's pretty weird to ask. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Those are the questions I got. I hope to get some from more people very soon. And that'll be it. This is my first episode. I hope everyone enjoys. And I hope everyone will listen on uh, Anchor. Uh, and many other podcast sites, which I will share the link to. I'm trying to get it on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, but I did not get approved for distribution yet. So, uh, yeah, I hope everyone's having a good week so far. And uh, stay safe and have a good day. This is my random podcast. Hope you enjoy. Mm-hmm.